again. Welcome back to the Bachelor Podcast. My name is Ryan Jones, joined as always by Katie Waite. Hello, Katie. Hello. Home stretch. Home stretch. We're Literally. almost almost at hometowns, which yes, the home stretch. And I feel like it sneaks up on us every year that all of a sudden we're thinking, oh, two hours from now, we know who's going to hometowns. And well, that's where we're at. Every season. It's like all of a sudden it's hometowns and you're like, aren't there like still 30 people? <laughs> I don't know who that person is. They've never been on this show. Oh, they're going to hometowns. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we're meeting the entire family. It checks out. Um, And we start out this episode this week because there's actually a lot to talk about. And even though it does revolve around one person again, uh, being Sarah, I do think that there are other sort of important things to talk about, which is very different, I feel like, from the last three or four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so Sarah gets back to the hotel. She's like fired up, ready to go, ready to take on the world. And I feel like this was the beginning of, oh, everybody hates Sarah. Mm-hmm. Because Which, we were so focused on other people. I don't, I, I don't feel like we ever got this. No, I, this kind of, I feel like came, at least for me, came as a complete surprise because Sarah in my mind was always kind of a front runner, but a good front runner, like totally. not, not any villain type, like villain bone to her at all. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we saw at the end of last week's episode, we saw how she was kind of in, in the moment interviews were getting a little like close to that line of, do we like her or not? Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was just like a down downward spiral the whole night of of her and her character and I don't know, I mean, I when she confronted the girls at first, I was like, "All right, like I think she approached her approached them in the best way possible, I guess, like instead of just coming in and pointing the blame to who she thought it was or or something like that." Um but then they were talking about how they were uneasy in the way that she presented the issue. So I, I I thought it was fine the way she approached, like what other way would it have been nicer, (laughs) I guess. Um, But then like all these things that, that the girls were saying, like, where was all this? (laughs) Yeah. It was so bizarre because I agree with you a hundred percent. As soon as she finished her, little speech, whatever you want to call it. I was actually kind of surprised because she was coming in so hot. I thought she was going to go full scorched earth. Mm -hmm. And when she didn't, I thought, wow, that's actually like pretty reserved. And I don't think anyone would have really held it against her if she would have just gone for the jugular and she didn't. Mm -hmm. And then she leaves and you see that look on other women's faces and I'm thinking we would just watch literally the same thing. I don't understand yeah. how I was this like, is- I thought it was, I thought it was fine. And, and the trailers, like when we saw like it, they made her seem like almost like a villain, but we'd never seen that before. So it was very confusing, but then you start getting into her in the moment interviews and she's like a completely different person. And it's kind of like, where did that side of her come from? Um, and why didn't we see more of it in, I mean, you have, you have a camera 24 seven. Um, 
and the things that, you know, Rachel was saying further along in the episode um, and all the girls were saying that, and it wasn't just like pointing the blame to her. Like they had the same story and it seemed like legit stories and people, the girls that wouldn't make something up like that. Um, but why didn't we see that could have been a whole separate storyline basically this season. And we didn't see any of this, what these things that the ladies are talking about. They're in this place that is this place being bachelor bubble that is literally built for we're recording you all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that all of these terrible things that she said that Clayton claims didn't happen and that she was so clearly would have all been made up. We didn't have a single second of any of that on film that they could have rolled back as they have shown this season that they are willing to do Mm -hmm. not obviously not show the lead, but show us the viewer roll back stuff. We didn't see originally and say, Oh wow. Yeah. She did lie about X, Y, or Z. They could have easily done that with, if it exists, with her saying, oh, yeah, we just had this incredible connection. We were both crying so much and pretty specific stuff. Yeah, that sounds like something you'd probably want to watch. <laughs> you know? And I just, I don't want to go on like the conspiracy theory hill here because it would sort of have taken, I know it's not 13 women at this point, but collusion by a decent amount of women to sit down and say, okay, guys we're going to make all this stuff up about Sarah and put it all on Sarah and we're, we're all going to look better for it. But it just, so are you saying you think it's made up? I don't know. I don't know is what I'm saying. And it, I get, I do actually get Clayton hearing the same story from everyone and actually listening to them this time, even though he didn't, you know, straight up was like, I don't believe you to Sarah. So like, if you would have done this with Shanae, we would have only had to deal with one episode of Shanae or two episodes right. of like Shanae Nay. So fine. Yeah. I'm not taking it out on him because yeah, if everyone tells you something, you, sh- you should listen to them and take it to heart. That would have saved us a lot of time this year, mm-hmm. but it just, some part of this just didn't smell right. Yeah. So something doesn't add up for sure. Um, especially when Rachel talks about like her and Teddy sitting on the bed and that whole conversation with um, Sarah just coming in and like sharing everything about what they've been through and what they were doing. Um, Something definitely doesn't add up, but it's, it's three people that I think have like that are reputable sources, I guess I would say. Um, It's not like Shanae saying it or Mara saying it, you know, like there are people that, we think are genuine and good people, I guess. Um, so yeah, something, something doesn't add up, but I, I can believe it after seeing the way she acted this week. Yeah. And I think that's basically where I landed. And I just, I can't put my finger on it either way. It just, you hear her talk and then you see her put on the fake tears and it was harsh for him to call her out for it. But I, again, think he actually got that right because mm-hmm. she's making the crying sounds, but there's literally no tears. 
Yeah. And then for her to use the excuse of, I've just cried so much this week. Like, okay. okay. So like all those pieces do go together, but it just, just, it seems so Where bizarre that, and she did seem to be accurate about this of none of this was mentioned until I got a second one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And before I got a second one-on-one, there wasn't a peep about any of this. And all of a sudden I go on that date and I'm public enemy number one. Yeah. And so I think it adds up on that side too of while she didn't present the argument very well, and she probably could have done it without the tears because fresh off of the uh, psychotherapist or whatever she was to say that she was being performative, probably not the best way to go. She probably misread that and instead should have gone a little more understated. Mm-hmm. But I do think what she was saying made sense in that just wouldn't you have heard about this sooner? Like with Shanae, you heard about it for a month. All Literally of a, sudden, a month. Yeah. All of a sudden with me, I get the second one-on-one and then everyone hates me. And I'm saying all these things that I'm very clearly denying. And again, she's not allowed to say, roll the, the tape. Yeah. But it would be nice if we, the viewer, could at least see that. So we're not thinking, did all these women just huddle up and say, okay, he, she's clearly a front runner. We really need to take her down a peg. And if it's only one of us, it's going to come off wrong. Mm-hmm. It just does. Yeah. And the, with the, t- with the timing, like, I think the only thing that is different between the whole, I mean, there's a lot different between Sarah and Shanae, but <laughs> yes. let's, I, I'm team Sarah all the way if we're getting into that. But um, I, I think that because he didn't have, like with Shanae, he had so many weeks ahead of him. He mm-hmm. like could take his time to kind of figure out what she was all about, what was happening with the other girls. But with Sarah, like he knew that he had to make that decision within that one week, because once you meet the families, it's kind of just like fast track from there. And you don't really have a lot of time to think after you meet the families. Like it's it's very fast from there. Like it's a straight shot to engagement. So um, I think time wise, that was the difference between the Shanae and Sarah Mm. situation was was time and what what week you were in with your journey yeah yeah no that makes perfect sense i mean if you have any doubts that someone is being an actress and you know we've gone down that road a couple times uh, already this season last thing you want to do is end up be sitting in their family room when you look around and see like oh yeah I definitely, I've made a terrible choice. Uh, and then there's sort of no going back at that point. So that's true. It's just, yeah, it's, you're like, you're in it. <laughs> you're in it when it's hometowns. Like, I feel like it's just a whole nother level of, of readiness. Yeah. It just, I, I'm sitting here with just Sarah whiplash because even seeing. It came the, out of nowhere for it sure. It really did. And seeing the, in the moment stuff, after last week you knew there was going to be some fireworks but and you always knew mara was the one that was going to go first i just yeah i still with all that drama i never saw her through this different lens and like i said both stories i can buy i get him wanting to you know 
punter and saying, yep, I don't believe you, peace. And then I get the her responses other than the fake tears make sense. So I'm just, I, I don't have a great read on it. And I can't wait to hear her. I mean, obviously, she'll have, you know, a couple months to come up with her her defense for mm-hmm. um, women tell all. And even after the final rose, but I just fascinated to see if she outright denies still saying those things. And if they pull a 60 minutes of, well, it's funny, we uh, have the clip or, you know, meet the press, whatever, like a gotcha clip of you say that you didn't do this. Here we go. Yeah, it just seems like it it could have been such a such a dramatic storyline throughout the season and and they didn't use it. So. Like, why didn't they use it or where is it? Yeah, because the the, the well-planned ruse is so much, that's a way better villain than Mm -hmm. the typical Shanae actress. And again, you know, just putting on this show so she can become Instagram famous. Like, if Sarah was being this cold-blooded, assassin that is a way better storyline and so right i just something doesn't smell right and i hope we can at least or someone didn't do their job and wasn't rolling a camera that's true (laughs) And and if it all is happening once they're on the road they're clearly not gonna have as many cameras around them in hotel rooms as they are in the mansion right so fine i just Mm-hmm. We need more from this because it just doesn't add up for me. That's all. Yeah. I'm but nonetheless, she went from top of the list to out in a, in a heartbeat. Um, and in the middle of all this, I thought that there were actually some people that didn't necessarily get time to have sort of their like, star turn as front runners actually got a little bit of of that time and it started with sort of the the one-on-one we forgot existed um (laughs) which um was in vienna and with Susie going on the date that we have missed out on it's i know you we buy you a bunch of shit date bringing back the classic shopping date and Obviously, we could call it the pretty woman date, uh, especially knowing what's happening later in the season, because then it really does become the pretty woman date. But uh, it obviously falls short in many, many reasons there. Uh, But this seemed like even a bigger version of this date than we've seen in years past, where they just like go down Rodeo and pick up a couple bags. I mean, she was packing. Yeah, and it was funny when they started it, it was like. I, I mean, it, it was a beautiful shop, but at the same time, it was like, oh, okay, like, it's not, doesn't look like it has some crazy expensive stuff, like, maybe just like a regular shopping, shopping date, and then you went, moved on to the designer, and then not, <laughs> not only that, and then when she gets home, she has this whole gown brought to her, white glove, butler, like, she, she got everything. <laughs> It's like, are you Susie? No. Okay, where's Susie? Oh, we're we're delivering yeah. this right to your room. And even when she goes to Here take it, he Susie. says, "No, no, yeah, no, I got it. I'll, I'll I'll lay it down perfectly." Yeah. And I mean, that's almost a setup for like everybody 
start hating on Susie, but I thought more or less, because um, that's when Gabby actually handled it in a funny way of saying, you know, like a princess going to meet her prince and then like screaming into the pillow. Like, yeah. That's yeah, more like of- I think she she's so likable. Like I think she's she seems like she's friends with everybody that I mean, obviously you'd rather it be yourself. <laughs> um, but like you don't hate her for it. And I, I feel like a lot of people that get these shopping dates, I feel like it's the likable one. So you can't really hate them, but you hate them <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> it's- but I think like the way he the way he says her name is just like I feel like he just breaks out and he's himself for like those five seconds. Um I definitely like like them like them together. Susie. I don't know if it's like I don't know if like the full passion is there, but I do like them as a couple. Who? Clayton and Susie. 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 Susie? <laughs> Not Susie. 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 You have to break it up. Absolutely. Um and obviously shocking after all of that she she got a rose and they're sitting at dinner shocking. and I'm just expecting he would be the guy that's like yeah so uh good news bad news good news you got like thirty thousand dollars worth of stuff and you get to keep this great like once one out of one dress bad news is we're shipping you back home on uh in coach <laughs> yeah you're going home you're good going luck carrying home. on all this luggage <laughs> and nobody would do that but if anybody would i think we've determined that clayton would be the guy that would pull that punch <laughs> probably <laughs> but he didn't he did not pull a clayton uh instead they had a performance waiting so that's the other thing is to like uh we've got lady in red ready to go so <laughs> You're going to have to give her a rose either way because... What if she didn't want to wear that dress? <laughs> Lady in burnt orange. Eh, oh, wait, doesn't... you're not supposed to be wearing that dress. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to change it right away. I mean, listen, they flew this dude into Vienna. Like, you were... They were dancing. Even if you're sending her home, like, when you're walking her out, you're going to yeah. stop. Let this dude play Lady in red. Yeah. and then okay can i walk you to the car like we just have to stop here because yeah there's no way they fly this dude in because this is while not, you walk out yeah this isn't baby band that will go to every date until there's someone that's given a rose and play because they need to worry about streams like this is a 73 yeah. year old man or or however old he is he's like that he flew to friggin' vienna he's playing and he's playing for The Bachelor. So he's 73. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So bingo. So he's playing and The Bachelor's going to be there, even if he's dancing with himself. Yep. It's happening. That'd be quite the scene. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll see if a uh, classic hit song makes it on to the, with the Bachelor bounce that the, you know, the younger artists get. This will be very interesting because can you ever remember? Such an and again, he, you know, I want to say this is like Paul McCartney playing, so it's not like it's a huge star, but I mean, that's a song that has been iconic for mm-hmm. years. Has there ever been like an established 
classic artist, I will say, you know, older artist. It's, I don't ever remember that happening before. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Because, you, you, I mean, you're a grade A expert. I know we have some that, that listen that go even like beyond that. So if we're missing someone obvious, um, because there have been some yeah, great off the performances. top of my head, I can't. I can't think of because that was the first thing that popped in my head when they walked in there. As I said, I can't believe they got this dude to play Lady in Red, first of all. And second, has there ever been someone like that that's come to play on this show? And I know that um, what's his name? Uh, Mike Fleiss or, or someone with the show was tweeting during the show about how this was sort of like a bucket list thing that they've always been trying to do. Yeah. And it would be really incredible if we got more of these. Not that the baby bands don't deserve the break. It's yeah. just a different level. Yeah, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. So, a plus, order. well done. Um, yeah. It's one of those situations where you don't have to say, oh my God, the Katie Waite band <laughs> was playing and they're my favorite. You know, you'd be like, it's Lady in Red. Everyone knows this song. I love like, their new hit song, Out Now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Stream it wherever you get your music. Yeah. Um, you know, like, your mother knows Lady in Red. You know Lady in Red. Your twins probably know Lady in Red by now. <laughs> probably. Like, it's just, it's one of those songs that everybody knows. So, um, yeah. A plus from the producers, even though, poor job not giving us footage if it exists. Yeah, even though you of, failed on of Sarah, the Sarah stuff. job on Lady in Red. Yeah, so I mean, good bounce back, A plus. Listen, that's what you have to do. You get it. Listen, it's not what happened. It's not getting knocked down. It's how you get up and how you yeah. respond. And good job, guys. Way to be. Um, and I think it's at this point that it really hit me about hometowns because when, and I don't remember who, who said it, but they're like, Oh, it's the final group date. Yeah. Oh, crap. It's the final group date. What? How is this happening? Yeah, it was, I, I definitely wasn't expecting it to be so soon. Um, but this was an interesting group date. Good I would word. Say. Um, you have, you know, someone that is quote unquote performative. And then you have someone who does not open up at all mm. and show any emotion to have a couple therapy. I don't know if you could call it a date, <sighs> um, but yeah, definitely weeded out the pack in this one. <laughs> it did. And someone made a very good point and I don't know. So I'm not an expert. I'm not claiming, but you know, it was on the internet. So it's gotta be true. Obviously. But someone was saying like, listen, this like a psycho, analyst i think she was or yeah what is yep. very different from someone you would go to for a normal therapy session so pe people were like very important distinction i'm like thank you for making it i still don't understand it because i'm not very intelligent but yeah. still whether whether it's a normal therapy session or not a little bizarre to have these women showing up thinking oh my god i'm gonna use this time to really show that i'm you know here for him and make this connection and then oh we've known you for a month we're gonna sit down and have a therapy session yeah i think i and i also could be wrong but i think a, a psychoanalyst is someone who can study like interactions with people which I is like why that. i think it made sense to have 
I mean, I still don't think you should call it a date, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or therapy for that matter. Like it just, it seemed. Right. I think she just wanted to observe how mm-hmm. you talked about things and interacted with your Bingo. so-called partner. So. And it was clear, you know, I don't want to give this dude too much credit, but it was clear with Genevieve, like he was saying very clearly, I know you have trouble doing X, Y, or Z, but we are here specifically asking you to do X, Y, and Z. And And I don't want to pressure you, but this is why you're here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it was still... We don't don't, want to do it, Lynn. I, I don't really dig this date as a whole, but once you're there and that's what they've decided to do, I don't think you can just sit back and when, you know, they basically say like, okay, so what does this mean when you can't express yourself? How can you guys work? And you just sit there and then have nothing to say. Yeah. What, what could he possibly have done? I mean, he had no choice, but they didn't have a conversation about it. It was just, yeah, you got to go. Yeah. This wasn't, wasn't on him. And, and she knew she said that she's like, this is all me. Like, I just can't open up and you're, she's just not, ready to be that vulnerable yet and you know good for her for not doing something that she didn't want to do but you're also at that point where it's make or break for your relationship and you haven't had a one-on-one he doesn't really know much about you like I and I think she knew when they got up from the couch I think they kind of knew that that conversation and the going home part was going to happen so I don't think it was that much of a shock well, especially when you consider the longest conversation I think they ever had was him accusing her of being an actress. Right. Probably, probably not great footing for a relationship anyways. Yeah. And they bar- they didn't even have a date after that whole decision on that two on one. So <laughs> I think, yeah, it was just, I think she knew it was time to go home. She wanted to try to see what could be there with him, but with this date, I think that was just like the last straw. Like I can't do this. He's not going to pick me. It's just time for me to go home. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, because Gabby's was very, I don't, she probably hates people using this word with everything she does, but was very cute Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, I love her being a, you know, you need a, you need a strong person to lean on. And, you know, he's like, oh, well, I'm here for you to do that. And they're leaning on each other. And yeah, it was all like, okay, that worked. And then Teddy, did they even show us any of the, them actually talking or it was just them think- sitting there and the voiceover? Because it went by so quickly, I was ready to take a note and then said, oh, there's nothing to take notes about what they talked yeah. about. Um, I took no notes on that. <laughs> so that was probably also should have told us, just like Genevieve, even though they didn't show us what was said, clearly it wasn't much. And yeah. probably should have been pretty clear indicator that A, his reaction to being told she was a virgin and him basically humming a humming a humming the, the whole way the rest of the date. And yeah. then us not showing being seen like a single second of them really talking to each other on the therapy date so that probably was telling that she wasn't long for hometowns Mm -hmm. 
And then obviously Sarah, who anytime you go, I'm excited about this therapy date. Oh, I'm really, this is going to be great. I think that was the last straw for me. Like everyone, I mean, no one said that they didn't like that. Well, except for Genevieve, but I don't count her, but everyone was like, Oh, I'm nervous. Like what's going to, like, we don't know what to expect. Like what is, and she's like, I love therapy. Therapy is my favorite. (laughs) Like, yeah, you can like talking, but like you, you honestly love therapy. I mean, maybe you do like good for you, but I don't know. Like, I think you're just saying it because everyone's nervous and saying that they don't love it. Yeah. And there's a difference between thinking therapy, not what they were doing, but like actually seeing a therapist is helpful and, you know, should be encouraged for anyone that needs it. Mm -hmm. I think everybody can get on board with that. It's a whole nother thing to, to sort of be bubbly and basically talk about how you're going to be acing a test almost. And then sitting down. Like you're going to be judged on your relationship. basically. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you need to love that. And then you sit down and say, I just want to let you know, I think what you're doing is incredible. Thank you so much for being here. This is great. Let's talk it out. Yeah. Did you like set up this, this date? Probably did. (laughs) Oh my but God. we didn't so, see it, so we wouldn't know. Right, exactly. Um, and she almost got tears out there, too. So listen, we all knew who she was talking about when she said which one was performative. Oh, yeah. And you didn't need to be, you know, professionally trained to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, clearly, Clayton actually figured it out. So it didn't take wow. much. But the one positive thing this date did do, and I'm still not set on where I am on Sarah, but it got Clayton to a point where, okay, Genevieve basically won't talk. Teddy seemingly didn't really talk about anything substantial. And then Sarah was, you know, like she was at Disneyland. So it was an easy, like, okay, these are the three that got to go. Yeah. So there was at least, it was pretty, it was pretty, right in front of your eyes yeah and it did lead to because usually we get to the rose ceremony and it's a bloodbath but this was sort of like almost like a halloween flick where it's like hey he got one person yeah and then he walks all the way over this way and chases him for three miles gets this person and all the way later is another person it wasn't all at once right and so it was domino effect yeah, it was more of just a slow burn. Like, we cut you off, we cut you off, we cut you off. And um, then when we finally do get to um, this weird, the other women all hate Sarah, but then Sarah goes. And now are they going to need to find someone else to hate? I don't. Like, where do I we mean, go I think there? at I this know. point, like, I think when we get to this point of the season, like, you don't really hate someone. That's like, fair. you don't, there's like, there's no villain, really. Um, I mean, though, we saw in the previews, like, everyone's going to start unraveling and realizing there's more than <laughs> just them there. Stop um, it. Which we already got a little bit of it already, yeah. but 
this is the this is the week where or next week is the week that everyone's like oh my gosh she's dating three other people like this is crazy um so there's never I feel like there's not usually a, a villain at this point because you get into talking about their families and um and then his reaction towards everything stemming from that so I don't think we'll get and I think we're done with the villain aspect so I'm not gonna say, say drama we'll yeah well of course we, we're here for the drama um yeah. and it's I only put it together now because Again, as I highlighted several times, I'm not particularly intelligent, but I, I actually thought him not giving out a rose at the end of the group date, you know, because him saying, you know, it's a hometown rose and, you know, I need to take this very seriously. And I thought, wow, that's actually a really nuanced take by him. And yeah, that's surprising. And then as I'm looking I'm like, wait, oh, so he still has his serene one on one and then only two people get roses at the rose ceremony. So if he had given out a group rose and then given Serena rose, there would be no rose ceremony because I mean, there would be, but it's like you immediately get there and would just introduce it as um, Clayton. This is your final rose. <laughs> yeah, this is the final, which all right from the jump, Jesse already, he comes out, he gives out, the first rose immediately comes out, says, okay, ladies, this is the yeah. final rose. Like, why'd you off, walk all the way away? Runs off. He gives out the final rose to Gabby. Then he runs back and says, yeah. sorry, Teddy, we're going to need to say goodbye. So yeah. like, he's really testing out those hamstrings. Like, yeah. Like, he probably could have just stood next to him. And just... <laughs> so if he had given out a group date rose, like that's the thing. Does Jesse just stand there and open it up at, or does he wait for Clayton even to do the intro? I mean, there are yeah. so many questions. That's probably just why. <laughs> the producers were like, you can't give out a rose. It's going to throw off everything yeah. else. So like you obviously, sent... you were going to go to Rachel first. <laughs> it was like, you sent two people home. Um, we we were not prepared for that. <laughs> we can't have you give out a rose because... Then there's no actual because it was barely a rose ceremony already. So yeah, seriously, we can't really do that. Um, so I don't know. When we got down to the final four, um, and I don't want to totally brush over Serene's one on one, but I only because I didn't think there was like it was fine, and I they seemed very cute together. Uh, again, yeah, I'm sure it was she hates it was hearing okay. cute, but it we're so it was so surrounded by drama. I don't know. I thought it was it was cute. I mean, how do you how do you follow like a Susie date? Like Yeah. And like Susie got that in your dancing with strangers of the street. <laughs> like, you know, like it's kind of hard to find like it wasn't something I don't want to say special cuz that's like that's bad, but <laughs> like there wasn't anything memorable, I think, from that when it's following, you know, a a date like Susie's with dating uh, with shopping like that. And then like this whole dramatic therapy date. Um, so I think to just end it right before rose ceremony, like that was the perfect placement. I think. And Susie gets thousands of dollars worth of stuff and Serene gets chestnuts. I mean, even exchange, I think. Cool. Who who needs the red bottoms? Let's just uh, Louboutin or uh, chestnuts. It's 
it's cool. Chestnuts for sure. Yeah, and I had so many inappropriate jokes that I was really working on while watching that, and I thought, I think we'll, I think we'll wait on that. I'm not going to use them here either because um, probably smart. They're they're all inappropriate, and I'm not. Yeah, we're just we're just going to move past <laughs> that. But I'm sure I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. It had to do with chestnuts, and yeah. So I think you can figure that I out. I think I, I think I got it. You picked it up. It's fine. So Serene gets a rose, big surprise, but that also leaves. Hey, we've got three people, two roses. Um, for the final four, obviously we already knew Serene and Susie had roses. Any surprises? Two out of the three. I mean, I know we all, both know the first one wasn't. Yeah. Um. I. I was not surprised by, by anyone. The, I, I. I actually had all of the wrote the rose recipients written before it started <laughs> and I wrote Teddy home and then um and then it happened to be that nothing against Teddy I love Teddy no. it's just not like Clayton's just not her match and that's the thing I think it was the right decision but considering she got the first impression rose and that he was trying to convince himself and I think her that he was fine with the fact that she was a virgin and he clearly was not for whatever reason. And I, you know, whether it's the, then the pressure of him thinking, Oh my God, you've waited this long and whatever it is, he clearly by his bumbling through his answer was not in any way comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So it was probably the right choice, but I don't know. I, I kind of, and it's again, not anything negative against Gabby either. Once she, had her incident with the dog and was like in the middle of a date and just wanting to cuddle with a random dog. I thought, Oh, we'll just take her to the finale. But I was, I thought Teddy might get a run to hometowns just to what, again, whether it was him convincing himself that he mm -hmm. was okay with it or convincing America. I, I did think that she was going to get a shot as, as good as Gabby has been. I was a little surprised by Teddy not getting the call. But it's the right call. Yeah, it's the right call. I, I do think Clayton, I feel like Gabby is more friend. Yeah. Like friend zone-ish. Mm -hmm. um, I love her, though. I think she's like, mm -hmm. she has that dry humor. Like, she's actually hysterical. And we yeah. need more commentary from yeah, her. She'll, and she'll clean up in paradise. She, she's someone oh, yeah, that will sure. just be fantastic there. For sure. Um. But it's definitely, I, I don't see any, like, passion or spark between them. Yeah. And that brings us to uh, Teddy leaving. And I don't know what she's supposed to say, but for her to say, like, oh, I'm shocked because I really thought I was the one. I have a feeling once she sits with it for a while and even rewatches that dinner scene, I think she's, it's going to be pretty clear that she wasn't the one and it had nothing to do with her. It had a hundred percent to do with him and just not having any idea what to do with the situation. Yeah. I, I think th that was a bit of a stretch. Like he made it seem like he made me feel like it was me, like that yeah. it was a done deal. Yeah. Did like, he though? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And I don't doubt that she felt that in the moment because if you're, at this point where right. you're the final five, six, seven, if you don't think that you could be the one at that point, 
other than having a, you know, a, a trip to Vienna, what's the point of being there? So right. I'm sure she was saying what was, you know, she was speaking her truth. And in this case, actually speaking her truth. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think she'll watch it back and be like, nah, this was, he was not the right yeah, one for me. It was not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and not because of me, because of him. It's just, yeah. I'm, I ended up in the right spot basically. Mm-hmm. And next week already his hometowns and you know, what's coming. Every single family will have a disapproving member. In this case, they're painting it up. What we like, live for. <laughs> looks like to be the fathers, which is obviously very standard, uh, but not always. We've we've seen plenty of angry mothers, and we're here for them as well. But they unless you're sweet nums. Well, ugh, yeah. <laughs> but in this case, they were teasing us with the father's death stare, and yeah. that's what's awaiting him. And for me, the highlight was, and later this season or whatever, was his family just destroying him. And that is all, like, he finally gets to hear what we This is all, what we need. Oh, my God. To, instead of just giving him a pass and patting him on the back and saying, it'll be fine, We Shane. trust you. Oh, no. They act like all of us. They are delivering the message for the from the people to him, mm-hmm. and the, you screwed the pooch. And can you blame them? Like just oh, just left and a right, and oh, it's so good. It's this so, is what we want. This is what we want to see. It is, and I don't know if you saw. It, it was weird how they posed it because Mike Fleiss was saying that there was going to be like this major announcement during the episode. Mm-hmm. And what he failed to say is that it was a tweeted announcement by him yeah. during the episode. And the historic announcement is that the finale is spoiler proof. And for me, they're always spoiler proof because I don't look for spoilers to begin with. But so this is good news. It says no one knows how we'll end. Because it ain't over till it's over, and it ain't over. Oh, boy. So, I mean, we could have another 40 minutes of just dissecting what the hell that means. But I will mm-hmm. I will make it much shorter. You're welcome. For <laughs> me, it's it tells me that either he picked someone and he pulls an Ari, mm-hmm. but instead of seeing the next pitch of take me back he waits until the live show to do it or he doesn't pick anyone and then has second thoughts but doesn't but doesn't reveal them until the live finale because if anything's recorded it's gonna get out yeah so people like us can avoid it because we specifically want to avoid it Mm -hmm. but if there's anything put on tape there will be people who will find out what it is yeah so how do you read those those were major historic announcement announcement what do you take from it those were basically my two ways of of thinking about it um it's it's funny because i i don't look at spoilers either 
I never do at the beginning of the season, but I did come across, um, it, it was an article when the season started or probably like two or three weeks in, um, about reality, Steve and how he didn't have an answer for, I mean, and it tells you, it says like spoiler alert before it would tell you. So I usually would stop reading there, but, um, it was saying how he does didn't and still doesn't know who he ends up with. So oh. this has even stumped reality, Steve, which is the spoiler of spoilers. Okay. Yeah. So this, I guess it is historic. That is legit. And, um, I mean, maybe he'll be able to, I guess we need to obviously maybe he'll actually handle these last few episodes well, but, um, he could also potentially use this as a way to land the plane comfortably, which I don't think for at least since episode, I don't know, two that I was pretty sure that that wasn't possible. Maybe it is. Because yeah. if this scene of him, you know, I was intimate with both of you, um, is as bad as they're trying to paint it. And yeah, we've seen time and time again that a lot of times it's not. Although <laughs> this certainly would seem to fit the bill as, as living up to it. Yeah, I would think. I could definitely see how when he's talking to his parents and saying like, no one, they're all leaving and nobody wants anything to do with me. And that they don't pick it up until however many months later in the studio and he makes a pitch to one of the women. Yeah. I mean, if he's... Convincing... Maybe this is the season we needed. I don't know. I'm not there yet. Um, <laughs> and despite him, you know, like we said, not believing Sarah when it certainly didn't sound very believable and getting rid of Genevieve when she refused, basically refused to open up at all, like not even give an inch. Okay. Making really sound choices with what was in yep. front of them. I'm sorry. I just can't possibly expect him to get out of this in a good way. I just can't. I'm not there yet. I hope I'm hoping, and I'm hoping this yep. historic announcement gives him that opening, but I just, I'm not there yet. We shall see. Uh, well, um, besides the historic announcement and Clayton down to the final four of Serene, Susie, Rachel, Gabby for hometowns, was there anything else as historic going on? <laughs> Not as historic. Um, <clears throat> we obviously already talked about the Mike Fleiss thing, but um, the only other thing that I have is um, Demi was diagnosed with autism. Um, huh. So she came out with a statement that there, you know, there's there's a preconceived notion about autism and just she wants her fans to keep an open mind while she learns and navigates, navigates this. So that was that. Yeah. I, listen, I, um, I mean, listen, we all know people who are on the spectrum. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you can't not, right. um, but I will say, I, I had no idea someone could be diagnosed that late in life. I just didn't. Nor um, did I. So, you know, we all, to, 
listen, if you don't love Demi, you love to hate Demi. Like we've all been there and it's been a roller coaster ride with her. Oh yeah. But she gets people's attention. And, um, so I think again, for me, someone who is, this is new to me. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, um, hopefully she can inform people like me who just didn't realize that was something that could be diagnosed so late. Yeah. She, um, she said she wants, wants fans to keep an open mind and just like, she's going to learn more and kind of figure everything out. And, um, yeah. So no, I, I did not know that either. I thought it was a very early in life Mm -hmm. diagnosis plan. Um, so yeah. So. Well, you undersold that because that is historic. Yeah. Demi Maybe she will use her platform to inform us how how this how this happens and yeah, how who, you can be diagnosed later in life. Who says bachelor and bachelorettes are only on social media with discount codes? You can indeed See? be getting important information out there. This is what Absolutely. we're here to find. All right. We learn something new every day in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. You know, this is just Thought it was just going to be another Clayton flame out. And instead we got some solid drama. We got a final four that seems to be pretty solid. And we got some important announcements at the end. This was a very solid week. We got some good, good trailers of the, I mean, we get to dream about his family, just eviscerating him. Oh, this is just, Oh, Perfect. after the last few weeks, I think we needed this one. Agreed. <laughs> well, as always, Katie, thank you very much. Thank you. At Bachelor Podcast, you can find us on social, send us other important information we need to know, and we will see you next week.